and welcome back to Grid I'm Gamble, the only podcast that puts its money where its mouth is. I'm your host, Rich Ryan, and I'm joined by one member of the collective, and that is the resident moose himself, Mo Nawara. After a 4-1 and one, week 11, we are currently sitting 26-24-5 in the Las Vegas Super Contest, tied for 1,430th place back in the top half of the contest, nearly 5-0, and but Brett's double veto was moosed by last evening's affair, which is what Mo and I are going to focus on. DP slept in, I guess, skipping the pod, uh, and we're doing an early one this week uh, on Thursday morning, Thanksgiving morning, because we're going to include the Thanksgiving slate. So we'll do a quick recap, then we'll let Brett answer for his sins. I think, just in general, vetoes are gone. 2019 and beyond, no more vetoes. We're trusting the collective. But we got to focus on last night's game. I was in attendance. 54-51. Mo, your chefs could not come through in the end. Uh, man, just the, the death of defense. Defense no longer allowed. If you, if you thought maybe, if you're holding out hope that perhaps teams would be allowed to play defense in the NFL, you were wrong. It's over. I saw the death right in front of my eyes. And honestly, I don't think either offense played great last night. They were just guys wide open on every single play. Um, Neither of the quarterbacks really impressed me. I mean, Mahomes flashes of brilliance. Uh, The most impressive throw he made in the game to me was in the second quarter. He was sprinting in the wrong direction to his left-hand side and was able to pivot and throw a dart to Tyreek Hill, who had a massive game. Uh, he had a nice seam uh, pass down the, the right seam as well. But, I mean, none of the throw. He was never forced to make a tough throw in this game. And on the other side of the ball, I mean, Goff, not great. Obviously, the game winner was a brilliant throw to Gerald Everett down the right sideline. But more mistakes than not from Goff. Bounces a couple where guys are wide open. So, Mo, 105 points, but I wasn't really impressed by the offenses, which is kind of bizarre. Yeah, I mean, there was definitely a lot of layups in this game. It was a little bit of a layup drill. Um, And Mahomes, he was fantastic for most of the game Uh, but he definitely i mean five turnovers i kind of disagree i I thought mahomes played pretty poorly last night no i mean a lot of those were on the o-line but yeah he he just held it a little he still just reminded you that he is still a kid and he is gonna be making some rookie mistakes um because he he made some you know he made some rookie mistakes that you just can't make um just not sensing the rush quite enough and not having his mental timer go off quite enough. I think he's just like hunting for too many big plays in a lot of spots, especially where, you know, right there, like you don't really need to worry about that for most of this game. Like it wasn't like the Chiefs were down big. You're facing the Rams who you pretty much know you can carve up with the pass. Um, yeah, it was weird. Uh, all the turnovers like just happened to result in instant scores and um, just a wild game, but uh, one that I walk away with with a lot of confidence, honestly, it's just like the Pats game. I mean, 
everything I thought before, I definitely still think. I mean, I think that's how you should think going into that. It was a little more worrisome maybe in the sense that Mahomes started to show some cracks after he's basically been perfect this season. But, um, you know, nobody is going to play flawless every game. And uh, he seems like the type of dude that would learn from this. So as long as that is the case, uh, I'm definitely not worried at all going forward. The biggest mistake obviously being that wide receiver screen gone wrong. Uh, I mean, what for all the offense in the game to have those two uh, three defensive scores, two by Samson uh, Ibukam, including that wide receiver screen. That seemed like it was such a hectic play for us. And I was in a bad spot of the stadium. I was in the uh, the west end zone. And the only video replay board that was kind of in view, they had two in the other corners of the end zone. But the Coliseum is so wide that seeing those boards, they're so tiny. So I would have to turn around and look behind me. And that play just seemed really hectic. I, I couldn't see really what, what Pat was seeing on the throw. Did he just kind of like... So basically what he tried to do was <laughs> he tried to throw it in between the two helmets of those two football players. Like <laughs> instead of like lobbing it over, which, you know, I kind of understand why he wouldn't want to do that since there was defenders around. Um, he tried lasering it in between their helmets and the defender reached up and just punched it, and it happens to go off the other player's helmet, the Chiefs player, and then it bounced right back into his gullet. Jesus, that was so. That- it, was, it was quite unlucky. I mean, it was a not a great decision, but the bounce, the way it just he he batted it off the helmet back into his own chest. Oh my god, that that was confusing. And then the other thing that was really confusing, and credit to Andy Reid, this was one of the more sharper things I've seen him do was the deflection pass interference overturn. That was in the far end zone from us. And it looked like the classic Andy Reid taking a bad timeout after a pass interference, calls timeout, burns his second in the first half. But he used that kind of loophole in the rules where you can call timeout and then challenge. Like you're almost allowed to free roll a little bit there. Gets the successful challenge. Justin Houston did tip the ball. Really sharp by Andy Reid there. Uh, but that was probably the only time where I was uh, super confused. What else did I did I really want to say on this game? I, Jared Goff's not good, man. Like, <laughs> no, he made a lot of really poor throws. He, uh, I'll give him. He 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 feels like Nick Foles in the playoffs last year. Kind of. Kind of what I what I was saying about Mahomes flashes of brilliance. The scramble was great recognition. He popped back and saw man and just took off. And I mean, it seems so obvious in hindsight and when you're seeing the replays. But when everybody's flying around like that, and Jared Goff, I mean, he's pretty mobile, but he's not the fastest guy on the planet. It was a good read for him by him to just take off and score that touchdown. So I, I think he's he's league average, but he's he's certainly he's certainly not as good as the numbers would indicate. Um, it was good. Announcers to- called him a superstar at yeah, one point. Well, but it's Booger and Jason Wynn. They're fairly close. That was pr- one of the best parts about being there was not having to listen to those two guys talk about football. Um, I thought both defensive lines, uh, this is crazy to say in a 105 point game. I thought that they performed 
better than they have recently, specifically the Rams getting, like you said, pressure on Mahomes in those two spots. Aaron Donald is just a cheat code. That guy is so good. And creating interior pressure is so disruptive because even a guy like Mahomes, it, it just collapsing the pocket internally makes you do difficult things. It cuts the field in half, and that's really tough. And on the other side of the ball, I was really impressed by some of the pressure that the uh, the Chiefs were able to generate, and especially stopping the run. I mean, one of the things that we were afraid of, uh, we all picked the Chiefs, and Brett picked the Raven, uh, the Rams. We were afraid that the Rams might be able to run straight. Todd Gurley couldn't get anything going. Xavier Williams was a monster uh, at defending the run, but unfortunately nobody in the secondary was able to make a stop. I felt like um, Gurley may have been hurt. I'm not sure because Malcolm Brown was in on a couple of early series where we would have expected um, Gurley to be in there. So we were a little surprised, and we thought maybe me and my buddy I was watching the game with at this bar, we thought maybe Gurley might have been hurt just, just seeing Malcolm Brown in there and seeing how little they were running. And they kept but, spelling um, him mid-drive in like the red zone. My buddy and I pointed that out as well while we were there. Like they'd be mid drive, they'd get to the Chiefs twenty, and they'd bring Malcolm Brown. Like it was very strange. That that's actually a good call. Because why? Yeah, it's why is this he happen? was like maybe hobbled with something minor or whatever. He did have one awkward tackle early on where a dude fell on the back of his legs on the sideline, and I was kind of wondering if that was that was maybe it. The uh, back to Mahomes. The the last drive. I know there's 50 seconds remaining or whatever, a, a minute or so, but the start to that drive was a bit disheartening. Uh, Mahomes, incompletion, and then he takes 20 seconds to get 16 yards. He throws two yeah. real shallow uh, hook routes, which I, I just didn't understand. They have to rip off their timeout. And then even the last pass, I know it's desperation mode. He's just trying to get the ball downfield. But he had Kelsey sitting in the flat. Where he could have just, I, 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 this sounds crazy with 30 seconds left, but take your medicine, throw it to Kelsey, maybe get another 10 yards. But he just throws, I mean, that was, <laughs> I couldn't believe, like I saw, uh, I think it was Tyreek uh, on the post, and he was like, Tyreek had to pull up because he was so far downfield. He's like, I don't know if Patrick can get it here. And Patrick, you know, sure enough, crow hopped, and I was like, there's no way he's going to try this throw. And he just fucking unleashes it. Uh, but just a, an insane throw that's just never getting there. Yeah, I mean, I think the last throw was fine. Uh, you know, there's 24 seconds left. You got to take a major shot. You have to gamble. So, like, whatever. I mean, just wing it and see what happens. Um, before that, well, I mean, it would help if Kelsey would not have dropped a 20 yard gain. I mean, this dude is a puke. It's right. just so funny. Like, he is. He, he, I, Kelsey has such a reputation as just like this great player, and he's. Just like not to me. Yeah, I, I think he's. I, I call him the worst good player in the NFL. I really questioned what you said the other, the other podcast when you were in person, but I could see what you're talking about. Like he's out there, he's kind of lumbering a bit, which it might just be playing that position, right? Like going, even though you're not getting killed nowadays, you're still getting. I mean, it's still rough to run up the seam against these monsters and get hit. And Kelsey. He was always an athlete, right? That That's what separated him from the rest of the pack. And even that, I mean, he didn't look super athletic in this game. Uh, he, like, he, like I said, he was lumbering a little bit. He seemed 
heavy on his feet, and then, yeah, like, <laughs> catch the ball, guy. <laughs> like, these aren't awful throws. They're within your catch radius. Yeah, I mean, numerous drops, um, poor blocking on that play that really ended the game in a lot of ways, where um, Mahomes threw the threw the pick that where his arm didn't didn't get all the way forward. Uh, that was basically Kelsey got destroyed in a one on one blocking situation. Um, he's just not a very good blocker. He's just soft. I mean, he's soft. He drops the ball if he's gonna get popped over the middle. He People think he's so good, but he's just, to me, a product of the system. And, like, yeah, you said really good athlete, but, I mean, as a football player overall, he's no Tony Gonzalez. Oh, TG the GOAT. I saw some TG jerseys last night. Good good showing by Chiefs fans. Unsurprising, L.A. being a transplant city. But on the other side, we give a, a ton of crap to Los Angeles and their fans, but the stadium was rocking it it's almost like they're cheating though they uh i've never been in a stadium where the sound system actually has bass like i don't know if they did this purposefully just to get like an la vibe or if it's just la music in general has a very synth bass to it but when they would play music between plays or during a timeout like the stadium would shake (laughs) that's how heavy the bass was in the West End Zone. So kudos to them for making this kind of like a party atmosphere and the crowd was, was really loud. Uh, yeah, how do the Rams have fans all of a sudden, man? What the hell? Well, they're 9-1. and one. It, it, Right before kickoff, a, as the Rams came out of the tunnel, and the stadium was only half full at this point. I mean, LA traffic, uh, I'm not even going to begrudge people. It was, a, it was a trek getting up to the stadium, especially from Orange County. But the stadium was packed to capacity by the time uh, it was like the middle of the first quarter. And when the Rams came out of the tunnel, even though it was half full, it was still pretty loud, and the fire's going off and the fireworks, and I'm turning my, to my buddy, who's a Cowboys fan, and I say, man, I wish I was 9-1, and one. you know? Like, of course you can get up when you're 9-1. and one. You're on top of the world. You feel amazing. That's why they have such great fans. Like, everybody loves a winner, and they got up for their winning team last night. Uh, one last thing, and then I think we can get out of here i i I can just i just wanted to use this to brain dump uh everything that happened last night the most underrated part about these two teams is they have awesome punters like dustin colquitt and johnny hecker are awesome and when called upon last night they were awesome colquitt three punts for 142 two of them inside the 20 and johnny hecker four for 222 including three inside the 20, and that final 68-yard absolute boomer to Tyreek Hill. Like, that punt was cra- I know this is punter talk, but that punt was crazy, Mo. Well, that punt might have saved them the game. I mean, it looked like the Chiefs were going to get the ball at, like, the 30 or whatever, the 35, and only need to get, like, 40 yards, which is, like, way doable. You know, obviously 50 seconds isn't a long time, but you can definitely get like 40 yards. And then, yeah, I, I can even believe my eyes when he just kept backpedaling. I was like, what the hell is going on here? <laughs> like, I guess punters have adrenaline too. I don't know. Um, Yeah, some some people were trying to dump on him for for catching that. I think when you're the best punt returner in the oh world, and yeah. you have a lot of space. Like, I think it's fine. I mean... He could have won them the game right there, and you need high variance plays. Like, 
I think being conservative there is actually not good. So I yeah. think whatever, he's probably fine catching that punt. Yeah, when you're the fastest guy in pro football, probably. It's worth taking a gamble there. Uh, the two missed extra points were fun. Really, really random. Again, two good kickers, Zerline and Butker. Butker in pregame, I didn't see this live, but I, I saw somebody on Instagram. Butker does this thing where he um, sets the ball up in the back line of the end zone in the corner, and he bends the ball in. How, I don't know. Like, he's he's literally kicking on a straight line to the side of the goalpost. And he, Wait, like, a key banana kicks it in from the same, like, a corner kick? Yes. <laughs> that's that's of, possible that's with a, a football? That's one of his routines. I don't know if he, like, slices it so hard. I, I don't think it bends a lot, but I think he slices it in such a way that it turns ever so slightly and, and somehow gets through the uprights. I didn't know a football could spin like that. <laughs> it was insane. Uh, it was. Uh, I was watching the Ringer Instagram, and uh, he was kicking that. Do yeah. you think? Um, like, do you walk away? Like, what do you walk away thinking about these teams as far as the rest of the season goes? Oh, I walk away thinking that scheme is king in the NFL. Coaching is king in the NFL. Again, from like a raw perspective, the, the guys that I was super impressed by, I, I, I don't. I think I'd only seen Tyree kill in person once before. And th- that was when he was really young against the Jets. Uh, I was shocked at how much he popped in speed. There was one, uh, uh, I don't know if it was a toss or if, or if it was one of those patented jet suites, or if even, even if it was just a quick pass to the Oh, that one by the sideline? Where, where it looked like he had no space. Oh, and he just catches it and turns up field. And it's just like, How? Like how how is a human moving that fast against other guys who are supposed to be some of the fastest guys walking around on the planet? So he popped to me, and then on the uh, uh, the broken coverage that seventy three yarder. I mean, no one's in the same area code as him. And yeah, part part of it is broken coverage, but also part of it is Tyree Kill running a hundred miles an hour. So he he popped to me, and then Mahomes, like I said, flashes of brilliance. His arm strength is tremendous. Um, but other than that, from an offensive standpoint, n- even my, I love Brandon cooks, but even like nobody popped out to me as like, wow, these are superior players making superior plays. So it, this reinforced or even in some way made more clear to me that scheme and coaching matters because these guys were just w- wide open the entire game. And if anything, I walked away from this game thinking that the Saints should be like minus 200 to win the Super Bowl. Because I think they can actually stop people. And I think that their offense, scheme-wise, might be a little worse than these two. But talent-wise, is pretty much better across the board. So I think I think the Saints are going to win the Super Bowl. That's kind of how I walked away from this game. I mean, I still think Mahomes is the best QB because... Well, from a talent perspective, for sure. But I think, well, I think he will be anyway, because this is, to me, the type of game maybe that he needed. Like, maybe this could be a good thing in the long run, you know? Like, nobody stopped anything he's been doing. He thinks he's Superman, so he thinks he can just keep doing this crazy shit, you know? And, like, yeah, he can against the uh, 
Browns and um, Cardinals even, like these pretty solid defenses. And But like when you got Aaron Donald in your face and like you got to just like check down and make good reads, you know, and, and I think watching the tape and stuff. And uh, this is the type of thing that I think he could walk away from a, definitely a better player. And uh, yeah, I guess I do have to say also. Something Irving on the Chiefs line got he was an absolute punching bag for Don. He's not good as it is. So then when he faces the best in the world, man, it was really bad. And and I think it spooked Mahomes by the end, man. He had that one sack where he just gave up in the middle of the play when he still had I mean, he just got he just got the, the jitters by the end and was like sidestepping rushers that weren't there. And and like you said, when he comes uh up the middle on those spots, like I don't think Mahomes was used to that and and he was used to being able to break the pocket against a lot of these guys, and and he needs to kind of get a little better sense of when he can step up in the pocket in in certain spots. And uh, yeah, he just he he didn't react great. I mean, he just he just hadn't ran into this. Like he, you got to understand, there's going to be times where you're facing a guy like Donald, and you just are going to have to adjust. And I think he will like going forward, hopefully. Yeah, and. Let's not forget, this is the dude's 12th start. Like, I don't, I'm not here. Yeah, to, that's what I'm saying, for yeah, sure. I'm not here to dump on Mahomes, but I, I, I did want to throw a little cold water on it because guys were wide open last night. But I'll, I'll echo it one last time. Just flashes of brilliance. There's no doubt that talent-wise, this guy is incredible. And the things he can do, I've, I've never seen, and I've, I've been fortunate enough to see Rodgers in person, I know it was kind of a routine play, but if you guys have Game Pass or anything, I don't know the, the time stamp, but second quarter, uh, sprinting to his left, like full speed to his left, is able to pivot his body and throw just a dart 17, 15, 17 yards downfield to Tyree Kill. And it's just like guys in this league, even at that level, don't do things like that. Um, so I've I've full trust in Mahomes being great, and even getting better than he is right now. Um, but the Saints, man. <laughs> I don't know. Well, I mean, people just want to, like, go, oh, well, they're beating the shit out of some of these really bad teams. But, I mean, this is just, this is pro football, and it's just, like, it's scary, man. You shouldn't be able to win by 35 every week against pro football teams. I mean, this shit right. is crazy. Right, and, and, and I've dumped on Wentz a lot, but... You know, a lot of what happened in that game wasn't just Philly's offense. It was the Saints bearing down and showing off that secondary that we thought was great last year. And it seems like there might have just been some nicks uh, in that back uh, that affected their coverage, specifically uh, with their great uh, sophomore cornerback, whose name escapes me from Ohio State, who's elite. On the on which team? On the Saints. Oh, uh, Lattimore. Yeah, Marcus Lattimore. He was concussed early in the season. He's getting back. Yeah, man. They, uh, as my dog barks, they're great. But this uh, this could have been a Super Bowl preview. It was. I'm glad I went. I'm even though it was the death of defense. You will no longer be able to cover anybody ever again. Congrats, Roger Goodell. You got what you wished for. Everybody thought this was the game of the millennium. 
Yeah, Roger Goodell is Stan Marsh in the uh, porn <laughs> episode. Man, 105 points. How did they set the, the total at 63, Mo? How did they set it six touchdowns short? Yeah, that's the thing. Six is, touchdowns. Like, you, look the, you, look, you look at the game and you're like, oh, well, there was three defensive touchdowns. It doesn't matter. <laughs> it was still clear always by three over. They still clear it by three touchdowns. Yeah, it was always going over. Oh man, the uh, like they have to set it at like seventy-five and a half. That way, like if you fire under, you at least have an out where it ends like thirty-eight, thirty-five. You know, when it got to sixty-three, when Zerline hit that uh, field goal at the end of the third quarter, it's like two minutes left. I turned to my buddy who I was at the game with, and uh, I said, "Well." Uh, if you're holding an under ticket, like if you got 63 and a half, if you're holding an under ticket, do you just go to bed? And he goes, what do you think the odds are right at this moment that 63 and a half holds? And uh, I just kind of spat out 200 to one, which just can't be right. Uh, But I was just throwing a number out there. They kicked the ball off and then immediately on the first play is the uh, pick six uh, to Ibukam on the wide receiver screen. And I turned to him and I said, I meant 200,000 to one. Yeah. Uh, one play. My friend was in a, also a funny sweat where he he was down like 20 going into the game with three Rams receivers on his team. And um, I, and I, he was like, well, because he had Reynolds and Reynolds had caught a couple balls early. So he was only down like 10. And he's like still sweating. I was like, dude, you need no nuclear bomb to hit the stadium. Like, you're, this isn't a sweat. It, the only people that got screwed last night were Todd Gurley owners. Yeah, if somebody could have given you odds, we were talking about this too. Like, there was going to be 100 points scored <laughs> in the game and Gurley was going to have like six fantasy points. I mean, what odds would you have taken on that? That might have been the 200,001 right there. Yeah, that's insane. I mean, I think if you play that game out a hundred times, like that might be, you know, you have the string of numbers. Like that might be the lowest number in in the series. <laughs> yeah, fifty five rushing yards, three catches for thirty nine yards. The only human in the stadium not to reach the end zone in the game. Fourteen touchdowns, Mo. Yeah, and like, it was sad. It was sad that that refing crew was disgusting. I think the lead was Cleet Blakeman, Nebraska's own. I did disown you, Cleet Blakeman. That that shit was embarrassing. I mean, they were calling, they were just ushering offenses down the field. First half, so many putrid calls in the Rams' oh, favor. There was the a... Chiefs got a few of them back in the second half, though. There were a couple of. Not targeting, this is in college, but helmet-to-helmets, where, again, hard to tell in the stadium, not great video boards available, but to the naked eye, some of these are like, what are you talking about? Yeah, they threw a flag for just basically a Rams player tackling a man. I mean, (laughs) they said, well, he lowered his helmet to make contact. Well, it's football. That's what you do when you're trying to tackle somebody. Yeah. He hit him in the in the ribs and the dude was just running. I mean, whatever. Like 
nobody cares. Like, get this shit out of here, man. We want to watch football. <laughs> so that's that. You still feel good about your Chiefs? I mean, they're still the best team in the AFC, right? By still feel way legions. good. I mean, like I said, this is just like the Patriots game, pretty much. I, I still, if you whatever you went into the game thinking, you should go out of the game thinking. I yeah. mean, nothing changed. Yeah, um, for sure. And the only thing is, Mahomes played the worst game he's ever played, which we haven't had many games. But you know, like you said, there were still many flashes of brilliance, and he. I think he's the type of dude, from what I've seen, that's going to learn a lot from this. Uh, he definitely thought he was Superman, and maybe they took the cape off a little bit, and he's got to look in the mirror and be like, okay, I can't do all of this crazy shit, you know? <laughs> well, the only thing we can hope for is no Patriots in the Super Bowl, because we would be robbed if we didn't get a rematch or Chiefs-Saints for the title. I mean, no other combo would be satisfying. Chiefs are going to be minus seven in Arrowhead. <laughs> they should be minus seven. Uh, all right. That was our quick little recap of Chiefs-Rams. We went a half hour on it, impressively enough. Game of the millennium. Best game ever. It'll be the topic of water cooler conversation across these great United States today. Hope you guys enjoyed the game. We'll be back, like I said, on Thanksgiving, it'll be an early episode, so if you're doing any traveling that day or if you're waiting in line on Black Friday, you can pop us in and listen to our takes for Week 12 of the football season. Go ahead and follow Mo on Twitter at Mo Nuwara, N-U-W-W-A-R-A-H. I'm at Rich T. Ryan. We will see you on Thursday. Enjoy the rest of your week. Travel safe, y'all. Peace. Ow.